I'm a playboy. Look at me with all these girls around my shoulder. Wait, isn't that illegal? I think this is a confession, ladies and gentlemen. We just kind of fuck around and that's about it. Sukasa! Also, what, what the fuck is up with tea gloves? That shit was magical, yo. No. Well, kind of. No. You're dead to me, Dad. Don't ruin my treasure, bro. Yeah, let's fucking do this. Alright, so hello everybody, uh, I'm your host, uh, here with me is Dan, our Brazilian guy, uh, Roda, Roberto, the Pokemon specialist, and Clicker, the innocent. And, uh, yeah, welcome to the Pseudorandom Podcast. So, what this is, it's a, uh, podcast that we're, we do on a weekly basis that essentially functions like a book club, only for anime and manga, where we, everybody suggests stuff, and we, we talk about it and we discuss it all the way through from like the beginning to the end and everything, or however much we watch or read. Um, and one thing that comes along with this is there are going to be heavy spoilers throughout this, mostly with our main uh, topic of discussion for the day, but also there are going to be other things that come up because we, uh, as a group, know what everybody's watched for the most part and typically talk about stuff without um, really saying any spoiler warnings or anything, so you got to watch out for that. So, um... Yeah, the, going over the agenda today, uh, we're, today we're going to be talking about Amagami SS, episodes 13 through 26. Then after that we're going to be talking about other anime or manga we've been reading or watching um, throughout the week. And then for the last topic of the day, is um, we're doing we're going to start doing uh, random topics every week. And this week's topic is, what is your guilty pleasure anime or manga, as in, What's the one you, you watch or read, but you don't want people to really know? And it's, it's something that's hopefully going to be pretty fun. So, um, so yeah, um, how's everybody this week and everything? I'll go ahead and ask Dan here first. Well, it was pretty good. I had a great week. We finally finished watching Amagami SS, which I liked really much. We're going to talk a lot about that. But first, kudos to CJ for opening up the podcast so well today, because I, I just love the descriptions right here. What do you think about that placard, the innocent, right? <laughs> <laughs> definitely the innocent. Yes, I would say I'm innocent, because I still for am. Not for long. Hey, I'm going to stay innocent as long as I can, Roberto. That's not happening. <laughs> so uh, how's your week been, uh, Clicker? It's been good. Uh, I got to finish Amagami SS. I got to also catch up on some of the other series I like, like One Piece and other stuff I've been falling behind on a bit. So we'll be able to talk about those today. So I'm very excited to talk about Amagami SS. Awesome. Uh, how about you, Roberto? Good. A little busy doing some overtime at work. Also got a chance to finish Amagami SS as well. And looking forward to whatever's next in our agenda. Alright, awesome. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and go right to it. Um, I'll give a quick description of the anime in case you uh, didn't read our, or ah, didn't listen to our last podcast, which I mean, I don't really know why you'd be here if you just didn't listen to the last one. But anyway, uh, uh, what Abagami SS is, it's a, um, it, it's a different take on the, the harem genre, where there is a, a main guy and everything, but the thing that's different is in four episode blocks... He actually pursues each individual girl, and then it goes it rewinds back to um, the the essentially starting point, and it's uh, essentially parallel universes. And this is just going to be the the different arcs for um, the remaining girls, which we have Nanasaki Ai, um, Sakura Sakurai Rihoko, and uh, Ayatsuji uh, Sukasa. And then we also have a, a couple 
um, special episodes at the end there, which we can uh, we can talk about those later. But um, so yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and start off with uh, Nanosaki Eyes arc. Uh, who wants to go ahead and start it off here? Anybody? <laughs> Fuck it, Dan, go. All right, I'll, I'll go. I, I was just yeah. trying to see if someone else would would do it because I I sometimes speak more than I probably should. Yeah. Um, but a little bit. Well, Nanosaki Eye. Oh, I, I I like this arc a lot. I I like the character. Um, I I thought like she had a very cool uh personality that wasn't like it wasn't as straightforward as the other girls. But while at the uh, some of the other girls, but at the, at the while at the beginning it looked like she was very uh quiet and wouldn't open up. Uh, as soon as the the main character kind of started talking with her a little more and and interacting with her a little more, she she showed a different pers- personality. It was actually very playful and fun as well. Oh yeah, that's that's actually one thing I loved about her. Is at first she seemed almost like, uh, almost like a tsundere or, or a little bit, but um, right. then she actually ended up being like um, one thing I've mentioned before is uh, it, it's almost like much more of a realistic take on that where she more just pokes fun at him all the time, but doesn't is it like super mean and brutal to him? Right. Yeah. Um, and. There was the whole story of uh, her swimming club and everything. I'll be honest, uh, I liked her, but I, I don't think she's one of my favorites, and especially because I felt like her story didn't um, didn't resonate with me as much as the other ones. Like that, I, I think it, it was really enjoyable while I watched it. I just can't remember most of what happened. So, like, if you had some of the, the main events of that arc to to bring up, because um. Sure. Let me. Let me. Sorry. Pull up my notes here. If uh, or actually, let's see if um, Roberto Clicker here. Go and get your thoughts on it. We'll go ahead and start with Roberto. Sure. Um, I noticed. I noticed the same thing that Dan said. She was kind of cold to him at the beginning, but the more as she liked him, she opened up a bit. And then the whole thing with the swimming team, and he kind of pushes himself to help her out when she sees her crying. I think that was a big part of this arc. Also, the whole festival scene at the end. Where they were cooking together and everything, and they did the the teacher got drunk or whatever. I actually really like that they keep like they kept repeating that later. Uh, but we'll get to that more often. This anime, there's a lot of cool things of just showing little scenes that are mostly secondary to the main story, mm-hmm. but then keeping them consistent across the different arcs. Yeah. So, what do you uh, what do you think of this arc, Clicker? I liked it. Um. Nanasaki, for some reason, reminded me of Hachikuji from Bakamonogatari, for those who have seen it. I have no idea why, but maybe it's just because of how playful she was with him, and how much she pokes fun at him, because Hachikuji does that pretty much all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. So, it, she reminded me a lot of that, um, but there's a lot of cool things that they did in this arc with the swimming club and all the little things like Dan has mentioned that I really enjoyed. So I, I liked it. Um, I wouldn't say she's my favorite girl, but she's, she's up there. Yeah. She, she's my favorite. To add on to what he said, I will have to say that this arc had the most pervious incarnation of the main character yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. What, what did he do again? I, I remember there was something big, but I like, why? Cause, cause he did something with her. Oh, he, uh, yeah. In yeah, the beginning, he, he tried to look up her skirt. Yeah, he kept, like, repeatedly trying to look at her skirt. And I think yeah. at one point, she's like, you want to see it? Oh, he, yeah. She did. That scene was amazing, because what ended up happening, she had just, because um, she heard a cat outside that she had been caring for a little bit at school, 
and uh, she was inside in the um, in the the gymnasium where the pool is and everything, doing some uh, laps and stuff and practicing. And she heard the cat and decided to go outside, and she actually kept her swimsuit on underneath her skirt, and uh, or just her uniform in general. And um, this is kind of some of the things that she does. It's great to poke fun at the main character. She um, she ended up actually uh, like playing with the bow you want to see, and, like slowly lifting it up and everything, and calling him a perv and a couple other things and stuff. <laughs> and it was pretty great. It was also nice to see in this arc that differently than almost every other anime out there, the main character isn't bad at everything on school. Like he's actually good at math, and he teaches her math in some of the episodes. Uh, just, just like an interesting uh, different side of the main character that we had not seen yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another one of the things that I actually really liked about this arc was uh, it was actually on the the last episode of the arc because what it ends up happening is uh, she ends up taking him to uh, like a, a mountain that her I think her uncle owns and um, they have a essentially um, a private like secluded hot Boom. spring. Yeah, yes, and, uh, yes. The, yep. the hot springs thing, like, taking him up there and everything and showing him this, it actually was probably my favorite uh, part of the anime because it reminded me so much of my favorite anime, which is uh, Bakamonogatari. And the 12th episode where, um, spoilers for this show and everything, I actually remember it again. Um, what ends up happening is, uh, in the 12th episode, uh, Sinji Ogahara takes Aradagi on a date and she ends up taking him to this secluded place, similar to how this episode played out at the end, and like showing him something that is very like dear to her and everything. It, it reminded me a lot of that episode, and um, it was actually pretty shocking as well because she comes on to him to the point where it it's it's pretty much implied that they they pretty much did it right there and everything because they end up both being like completely naked in the hot springs. And yeah, as you just said, other. she shows him. Yeah. She shows him something that was very dear to her. Oh yeah, <laughs> that shit was magical, I, yo. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> the animals yes, were watching. You bastards! It was snowing. The thing that made it so good, though, the most amazing part of that that I laughed my ass off, with a fucking deer that just, like, stop and, like, <laughs> shows them just looking at them while they're, like, naked and making out, like, the fucking hot spring. That, that's what made it so magical. <laughs> yeah. That was that was pretty good. There was also the deal with uh, her brother, right? Oh, see, one thing that... Right, so one of the... The small things that annoys a little bit, but that I think I think is fine, is that they bring up a lot of topics in each arc sometimes that never get fully developed, or just just get developed on the side on, on sort of a weird way. And in this one, it was the case that the Nanasaki had supposedly a brother that that she she helped or she played with or whatever, and and then she would ask him advice of what like how how she she would uh, act towards her younger brother because she thought the like, the main character actually acted like a kid most of the time, which was kind of funny as hell. Yeah. But you uh, never really developed that in too much, except for the part where she gives him a belt at the end. Um, she, she bought, like, a belt. Also, it's funny how they keep bringing up that team, like, it, like as if they there were a, a group of superheroes or something that they, that they watched or whatever. Sai liked them, and then she brought, like, she bought a belt, like, a special belt for her brother that was from those characters or something oh, and then they uh, were playing with it inigo mask right yep. yep there we go that's what i was talking about yeah so they they, they have all those little details just to make the world the world more believable mm -hmm. and that's a cool part of the show as well yeah oh i just remember another thing that was like 
amazing. I remembered uh there there's actually a point where he ends up asking her to come with him uh to an amusement park with with the brother, so that way they could kind of uh, have a little bit of fun and spoil the brother a little bit and everything. So that way, I mean, little kids, you gotta spoil them a little bit to keep them happy, probably. But um, <laughs> the thing that I loved is the fact that uh, she ended up saying that he got a cold, but based on how she was acting and talking, yep. it seems like she just made that up just so they I could get a the date together. Big time. Yep. Like, uh, that was good. Although that fucking later scene of that so fucking weird. Oh, gee. The hallucinating? Yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys are remembering those things, because I, I, for, I had forgotten most of it, seriously, but, man, this scene... I made notes, um, man. I'm prepared yeah. this time. I mean, <laughs> the, the scene where they, they are on the, on the scary ride at the amusement park, that was so trippy. Like, what the hell was going on there? Yeah, I mean, I, if that's something they actually do at Japanese amusement parks, I don't think I ever want to go. Yeah, it's like they just, because they, they, they go in this uh, haunted house thing, and it's like they just fucking get hopped up on fucking hallucinogenics, and the dude ends up seeing uh, Nanasaki as a fucking bowl of ramen and tries to eat her and shit. And I think that, that part, that so whole funny. part was just fan service. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. It was. Because they show her, like, half naked. He's putting, like, butter on the ramen, it shows that. <laughs> then it shows her, like, all sprawled out in, like random fucking space somewhere. <laughs> oh, the fan service. Yeah. How, how'd you handle that, Clicker? I, I, I try to forget. <laughs> I try. Uh, okay. I try very hard, but it never goes away. Because you guys <laughs> exactly. won't let it. You guys exactly. won't let it go away. I don't know why. Because That's it's job. funny, Clicker. Because we love you. Alright, so, um, did anybody else have any other, uh, any other real points to make about, uh, the Nanasaki Ai arc? Besides no. that she's best girl? <laughs> you're so weird. wrong, CJ. You're so you're, wrong. You're, you're pretty wrong, <laughs> CJ, but okay. Well, I, I'll admit, like, she was, she was actually pretty cool and interesting, and, and she might have been, uh, close to, to, to one of my favorites. Uh, but just the fact that I, I actually, and, and that's not exactly like the show's fault, it's more my fault, I think, but that all the things that happened with her, I just forgot about it like a few days later. And, and I feel like some of the things that happened on the other ones just stayed with me a little longer. And I can't really explain why that happened. Maybe it's because like her arc was mostly usual stuff that happened all the time. And there wasn't a big like shit, like shit got screwed up moment or something like that. But Except for the the trippy amusement park scene, dude. Like that that was weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you got anything else, Roberto? Uh, no. I think that covers it. What about you, Clacker? I got still, nothing. Still trying to forget that that ramen scene. Still trying. <laughs> All right. Cool. So let's um, let's go into the the second arc of um the second half of it, which is like I think it's the fourth arc, fifth arc, fifth. Yes. It's uh, Sakura Ryoko, which is the childhood friend. And uh, I think the most interesting part about this one is, uh, I guess the the um, description I gave earlier about the anime is a little bit off, because this is one where it doesn't actually end up with them dating. It ends up right. being just a lot of stuff with them. But uh, I, I, I unfortunately am a little bit sparse on my notes, so um, let's, let's have somebody else uh, go ahead and take over if you want to go ahead, Roberto, with your thoughts. Sure. Sure. 
So uh, another thing to add on to what you said, CJ, this is another arc that's different in the sense that she starts out in love with him. And he's kind of dense throughout the whole part. Right. And then we, we see a lot of different flashbacks of them hanging out in the past, even on the on Christmas Eve. He was getting he was helping her help him get a present for the girl who's gonna eventually stand stand him up. And then little by little we see we see them kinda getting closer and then their friends begin to kinda try to set them up by taking them ice skating. And wait, wait, he wait. Go ahead. What was up with the with the tea club friends? Right, because because I, I, am I the only one who thought those girls were weird as fuck? Like, yeah, <laughs> and they kept yeah. showing up on other arcs, and it would always show up on like these weird scenes doing like just very random stuff. Well, yeah, they were weird, but I actually I actually liked them. I thought they were good. They were they're they're essentially good uh, comic relief for it and everything. Cause they were just randomly in there, like like in the last yeah. arc, they were like chastising the fucking stand for the for the girls' swim team to make sure they were making good food there and everything. Right, right. <laughs> You can keep going on your, uh, what we were saying, Roberta, sorry to, to sure. interrupt. I know, it's fine. It's actually, it was actually kind of the next point that I was going right. to bring up, that, you know, he suddenly starts going to the tea club, and that's when they notice that they kind of have a thing going, and they also help. And then it took see... a long time to join that fucking tea club as well. He did, he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just reminded me of, because um, this is actually one thing, I think it's the first time he went to the tea club, because he... I think the first time it was when he helped carry the Kotatsu and everything, right? Yes. Yeah, so that was actually one thing I loved uh, that was, like, very interesting, because this is one of the few times where you actually see um, a definitive difference in the split in the timelines, because actually in the previous arc with Nanasaki Ai, you actually see Rihoko, like, carrying it herself with just the two team members, the tea club members. And then you actually, um, he ends up helping out and everything in, in this uh, timeline, and I thought that was that was pretty interesting. Right. Also, what what the fuck is up with tea clubs, right? Because is it is it only me, or they they're usually filled with weird people and just like I don't know, like alcohol drinks for minors and because. <laughs> Do you remember the show Golden Time? Exactly. Yes. That's that's so, the one that I was mostly thinking about. Oh, I forgot about them. Yes. <laughs> They're the crazy yep. girls that love to party and just won't stop drinking. Make fucking See? guys sumo wrestle half naked and shit. <laughs> there was Golden Time and then there was that this was... and I feel like there was something else as well. Like some other show. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I know. Yep. That one. Yeah. They. they I mean, they weren't technically the tea club. But they they took over the tea club and then they they just used the room to talk about whatever because there was no tea club anymore. But I just find it funny how it almost feels like maybe there there's sort of an association of the tea club being like the crazy drunk the crazy drunk people or something in Japan. I don't know. Well, it could, it could also just be just an anime be... perspective. Yeah, yeah, sure. It could be the anime perspective, like you said, Roberta. But it also could be something like. Um... Which is still probably derived from the anime perspective and everything, of just the people who are more either laid back or slackers or something like that, where they're just like, yeah, I'm in a club, but we just kind of fuck around, and that's kind of <laughs> it. Yep. I can see that. So, um, yeah, Clicker, what were your thoughts on this arc? This arc actually hit a weird place in my heart, because I can relate to this arc kind of the best. Um, Are you on a diet as well? No, no, not the diet part. 
The whole there wouldn't be like, anything left of him if he went on a diet. Are, I'm not are you that love, skinny. <laughs> Stephen is clearly skinny than me. No. Well, kind of. No. Wait. Anyways. <laughs> kind of? Hush, Take Roberto. Care, Roberto. I think this is a confession, ladies and gentlemen. No, <laughs> Watch out, no Roberto. it's not. Anyways. It's... I can relate to it because I've been in the situation where... I guess I was kind of dense when a girl actually truly liked me, and I kind of let it slip by me, which I can really relate to that, and I can really relate to this entire arc. So, to me, it hit a place in a special place in my heart. So, I like this one. Um, Re, uh, Sakurai is on my li- girls of liking list. She's probably in the middle. Girls she of was... liking list. Girls like of liking name. list. She's Is that girls who like the... things or girls that you like? <laughs> yep. <laughs> girls that I like. <laughs> Anyways, she's probably in the middle. So, but like we said, the tea club is batshit crazy. <laughs> Pretty much. So well, I also I also felt this arc lacked a little more of uh, like will from the main character, and that's probably why it ended up without any any other thing happening because she clearly wanted him but although he at some points it seemed like he he liked her or he at least thought he at least thought she was pretty right they, they showed that at a few points like when 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 he sees someone on the porn magazine or whatever and his friend's like oh it kind of looks like her right and then he blushed and all that but i i just I just felt like if 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 he did a little more from his part, probably it could have ended differently, but he didn't. So, well, it could end up being something where he just it was something he took for granted because she was just a friend and everything, someone he's known for years. So he didn't really see her that way. Yeah, it could be that, but I don't know. Like as I said, like at at some points, at some points. It felt like it could work, and that he wanted it to work, but then he did nothing. I, I as you said, like he could not. I could have misinterpreted that, but. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anybody else have any other um, comments on her? It ended up being pretty quick, it seems. Uh, anybody? I noticed that this no. arc ran longer than the traditional ending on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, whatever. Actually, went into the next year, as we saw the kind of the epilogue. Of what happened. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, that's yeah. another arc that had an epilogue. It was just instead of being ten years later, it was one year later. But nothing really happened, right? No. It just went on to show that they were both taking care of the tea club together. Pretty much. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I will say this was probably the weakest arc for me in terms of story. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, um we'll see. Do you have anything else, Clicker? Nope. Alright, awesome. So um yeah, let's move on to uh, God, the I best I, girl. I I hope I say this right. Sukasa. Sukasa Ayatsuji. Did I say that right? Yep. Yep. Close enough. Cool. So yeah, who who wants to start off? Because apparently you guys love this girl. Well, and go ahead. All right. So okay, so this is a character that is almost like bipolar, right? I don't know if you actually use this term there, but a person who has multiple personalities, and I know that's not. That's not it, exactly. But in the beginning, that's what it almost feels like. Because this girl was all 
happy and nice with everyone and just doing everything for the school until the main character reads something in her notebook that we actually finished the arc without knowing what it was, which was kind of disappointing in my opinion. But she gets kind of crazy and very is very rude with him and then shows a whole different side of her personality. And that's why I think Tsukasa Ayatsuji isn't just, well, my best favorite girl of the series or whatever. I just felt like she was the one that had the most complex and crazy personality. And that's why she was the most interesting to me. Because I can never predict what she would do. Um, at some points, after that happened, I was like, okay, so she she is actually very mean, but she pretends to be very nice. But that's not it either. Uh, she, she, she can actually alternate between the, the two modes a lot. And they're not just two modes. Sometimes... She is more understanding while still being uh, her true self. And sometimes she, I don't know, like she, at first it seemed like uh, she had two sides on, on the, by the, the second episode of the arc or whatever. But as time went on, it just felt like a real person that has their, her own needs and opinions and feelings, but is trying to show a different persona to everybody else. And as soon as she started interacting with the main character, her true self came out a lot, uh, a lot more until what happened in the end. But before we talk about the very end of the arc, I'd like to hear you, you guys' thoughts as well. This one was uh, kind of surprising because not only in this arc, but just throughout all the arcs, we only saw her nice personality. And then boom, yep. we see the other one. We're just like, whoa. Yep. What the fuck just happened? Pretty much. Oh, I forgot. Did there end up actually being something that happened uh, at one point between her and uh, Nanasaki? No, it was a different girl in, in this arc specifically. Okay, because I remember um, there, there's one thing I wanted to actually bring up in the Nanasaki arc. Because, I, I mean, I I don't know why. I, I'm drawing a blank on this arc. But uh, Nanasaki, like, during that arc a couple times, whenever uh, Ayatsuji... Like looks at her, she just they both kind of just meet eyes and glare at each other for a few seconds, and then just continue on like nothing happened. See, I remember she did that with someone. I couldn't, I couldn't remember who it was. Uh, I actually thought it was Sai, which to me would make more sense because nobody likes Sai. But <laughs> <laughs> no one's actually Nanasaki. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I also had the impression that she, she would do like mean looks from time to time. I think even at the main character in some of the other arcs, she, she gave him a mean look at one point and and after you you see like her true self and what she's truly thinking and why she's doing what she does it just fit in perfectly right at least to me it was like oh okay so she acts nice just because she wants to be you know the the nice class representative or whatever but probably i mean i wonder what she's thinking you know and, and that's that that was the most interesting part of this character in my opinion is that I kept wondering you know what is she thinking you know when she goes back to the classroom and she's like talking on ice with everyone and she even starts crying later on I was like man she's a bitch like she's probably not not really like crying on the inside like she probably doesn't give a shit like she she just wants to get stuff done so she's crying so that people want to help her and all that but that, that was that was a very cool character in my opinion like I as I said, like, I, I could never tell what her true intentions were, and I could never predict 
what she would do next. I mean, she she fucking punched like when the guy finally gives her a legit good confession and and he wants to stay with her. She fucking punches him in the face like three times, and and she slapped him before that and even after that on a different scene. Like like he was punched. The main character was punched the most on this arc. That's a statistic that we can say for sure. <laughs> Man, why do you love her, Clecker? Because she's crazy. She like <laughs> why is that a she, thing for you, man? <laughs> I have no idea, CJ. I have no idea why I'm attracted to crazies, um, but I just am. It's so probably gonna get him in trouble one day. It's probably because like I can it... never see what they're going to do next, or I just I feel like I don't know. I'm drawn to their personalities because something. Yeah, you're the one that fucking loved you, know, weren't you? Um, I'm the one as well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I loved. Uh, you know, I also Dude, I I loved a lot of crazy girls. I also liked <laughs> Sai in um Shuffle, which she was batshit crazy. No, Asha's best girl in Shuffle, man. Yeah, but Sai was so beautiful, and she had such a crazy side to her. I still haven't she watched got Shuffle, that... by the way. Ah, Dan. I actually watched... Okay, I'll tell you something. I actually... I'm gonna be more dead to you if that even exists. Um, I actually watched the first episode of Shuffle, and I never watched anything after that. Well, no, you're you're still just dead to me. That doesn't really make it any better or worse. Because that technically means I dropped it. Or I at least put it on hold. It would be worse if you were, like, six episodes in, and then you decided to do it. Then I'd be like... And, and, it, and it's not that I didn't like it, it's that by by the first episode, I was like, alright, this is just a straight up, you know, like, I don't know, usual harem, whatever. Not, it, like, it I'll get to it is. at one point. It kind of is, but uh, I, I am going to spoil one thing, I'm not going to say who, but the the guy at the end actually fucking picks a girl. Like, Yeah, Roberto has told uh, me a few times because he, he likes this one as well. So good. But I'll get to it eventually, it's another one of those on you better. One day. <laughs> I will one day get to it. Yeah. Man, I'm all for, like, I'm all for characters with different unpredictable sizes. You know, like, different layers, at least. Oh, yeah, that's, um, I, I didn't mean earlier to say, like, I didn't really like her. Like, I loved her personality and the dynamics of her. She's just definitely not best girl, in my opinion, because I'm not a fan of what that right. personality was. Like, she, she was a very... She was probably the most interesting character out of all of them, and, like, the most unique and just really the the most entertaining to watch, but I just didn't like her personality in general, really. Right. And, and here's the worst part of this arc, is that I feel like it was the arc that most opened up topics that never got closure correctly. Because um, we never got to know what, what was written on that book that she burned at the end, by the way. And we also never... Oh my god, what was the other thing? Wait. Oh yeah, so she had a sister, and it seemed like they didn't get along, and she... Like, the fact that she would stay at school until, uh, like, late night all the time sometimes made me feel like maybe she didn't want to come home. And I don't think that ever got developed or explained. Like, they never... They never gave any reason for which she would be... uh, should be mad at her family or her sister specifically, whatever. Yeah. And I'm 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 actually holding out hope 
for most of those undeveloped topics because I heard there's a second season with the same like with the same characters, the same developing the same arcs, and maybe that's what they're they're that that's those are some of the things that they're keeping for yeah. the next one. Yeah, like um, there there is actually Amagami SS Plus out already, and it's been out for a while now. I think it came out in 2012. But uh, what it is, the the actual synopsis reading it straight off of my anime list is a continuation of Amagami SS, showing what happens after each girl's respective arc. Yeah, so, I'm so excited for that. Actually, yeah. I want to see that. It's it's good. I, I I don't remember what happens. I just remember it's good. Right. Because I I have a terrible fucking memory. That's fine. I'm I'm the same way. Alright, so, um, any final thoughts or comments or anything about this arc? I kind of thought it was interesting that she tried to kill her mean personality towards the end, because that's what she thought the main character wanted. And even even he questioned it. He wasn't like, I like this, but it doesn't seem right. I mean, I was feeling the same way he was. I was like, who the fuck is this girl now? Like, bring me back Ryo Tsukasa. Like, she was... (laughs) Right, but she was the one I was interested in, you know, like, I was interested to, to wonder, you know, what, what the, the real person was thinking inside that, like, nice little doll that, that was just, like, being nice to everybody. And I, I, putting myself in place of the main character, I probably have acted the same way he did, maybe even faster, actually, because, get out of here, you're not, like, the girl I fell, I fell in love with, right? Mm-hmm. So. Oh, another thing that's kind of, like, probably another reason why, um, I guess because we're kind of put in his shoes, we can see the the dynamics between her and him when they're alone. But another reason why he he probably missed that and everything it was something uh, unique to him. He's the only one who ever saw that. He's the only one who ever knew that side of her, and that's probably sure. uh, probably one thing, one reason why he loved that uh, that side of her and everything. And people who are just like cool and nice all the fucking time aren't really like I don't know, aren't really entertaining to be around, in my opinion. Yeah. The fact that the main character stuck with it through all the crazy shit, through getting his shit beat out of him, yep. and all <laughs> this other stuff, to me was like props to that guy, because he literally put through all of it. He he had the patience to go through all that shit, and yep. then he was able to finally be with Tsukasa, the real Tsukasa, which was really cool. Um, Yeah. That's oh, pretty I don't much all I have to say. I don't think we actually talked about the very end of that arc, did we? Nope. Oh. Nope. They got married and had children. They yeah, because they actually uh, come back to the Founders Festival, like, a, I think it's like 10 years or some shit. Yeah, yep, like, it's they exactly come back with 10 years. Kids. Yep, they come back with their kids because, like, that was her. Her thing was always, like, setting up the Founders Festival. And then they come back. As adults, which was which was a nice ending to the actual entire arc, in my opinion. Yeah. Only the yeah. second one that showed him married at the end. Yeah, I really yep. wish there would have been a lot more of that with it showed them later on in life. But uh, I, I forgot how much it shows in Amagami SS Plus, but I think there might be a little bit of that, which I'm probably wrong. So somebody's we'll probably gonna yell at me. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, I I, I hope I'm right because it was. I, I mean, know. I hope we get yelled at, because that means someone is listening <laughs> to this. <laughs> I didn't mean that, Dan. But yeah, that, that'd be kind of cool, I guess. Oh, God. Alright, so moving on. So we have um, 
Oh god. Okay, there we go. Sorry, lost my notes for a second and forgot where we were. But uh yeah, we have the um the the last two episodes of this, which are actually just essentially mini arcs where it's just a single episode for a girl. So, um Yeah, who wants to start off with the first one here, which is uh Kamizaki Risa? Right. Yeah. So I told you I told you guys we would have a bigger plot into this and that everything would be explained at the end. And maybe not everything, but I feel like this very last episode with Hisa Kamizaki it was a way to kind of wrap everything up and 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 give us a possible theory to what was actually happening, which is out the arcs that came before were the things that were the the girls that the main character could possibly date, right? But that he didn't, in fact, because this crazy um, stalker just wouldn't let him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, well, Clacker liked it, Crazy Girls. That was probably one of his favorites as well, right? <laughs> Risa, Risa was good, but I didn't get enough of her. Like, I didn't... It was too short, in my opinion. Sure. I mean, to me, it really felt like just a, like a legit wrap-up episode, like because they show little scenes from all the other arcs, with giving the understanding that, in my opinion, like as as soon as like Riza didn't let him uh, continue in one of them by just telling the girl that he already had a girlfriend, that's what would trigger like him like going after another one or something like that. And of course, it's not like. It's not exactly like that because not all the scenes match. But I, I just thought it was interesting. I, I I felt like it wasn't as much about like who this girl is and him, like interacting with this girl. It was more about what happened before and just a way to kind of tie everything together in a in something that wasn't necessarily confirmed, right? For all we know, the arcs are just different stories, but they just gave me a different way to look at them. I mean, you can kind of look at it this way imagine for each arc wasn't wherever he dated one of the girls was one where she failed to get all of them and this and this one was just where she actually completed her goal right and reached yeah. all the girls in time it was and very interesting got... to say the least and and you're probably happy roberto because they showed the girl who stood him up two years before yeah they did Oh yeah, and it was funny because she she didn't actually stand him up because this bitch fucking did the same thing to everybody else in this where she was just yep. like prevented her from going to see him because she told him some lie or something I forgot. Yeah, she just she I think she told her uh, he would be on a different place or something. Um, and it, it was a very random girl, by the way. I yeah. when I started watching the series, I actually thought that maybe one of the six arcs, like one of the six main girls, could actually have been the the girl. But as soon as I got to the last arc, that was all. It was obvious that that wasn't the case. But for the longest time, I actually thought that would be the, that would be Tsukasa. Actually, I I kind of had a theory that be, because of the way Tsukasa gave like, and that's why I noticed uh, CJ the thing that you said before the like the mean looks that she would give sometimes mm -hmm. uh, that she gave to uh, Nanami Ai. And some sometimes on the other arcs, I actually felt like she had a weird kind of interaction with uh, the main character and the girls he was going after. So my theory was that she was the one that he asked two years ago, and that she stood him up, and that the last arc would be their story, like back then. 
Mm. As soon as her arc started, it was clear that that wasn't the case. Um, yeah, yeah, the girl who was setting him up was just a random character. Well, yeah. wasn't she gonna like make fun of him with like her friends? Yeah, that's what, that's what Risa, Risa told. I'm not sure I totally believe that, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was a that was a weird arc. It's, it's about all I have to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, honestly, I I don't think I can even call it an arc, even though it technically is, right? But I mean, it was yeah. just one episode, and half the scenes, like half of the scenes that they showed in that episode, we had already seen before. Yeah. Well, that's like like I said, that's one thing. It kind of um, goes back to the parallel universe of seeing like that, um, like Roberto was saying, where it's pretty much like showing the scenes again, kind of leads it to into where it's like, yeah, she. She was kind of going through, and this is kind of being just the timeline where she succeeded at completely keeping him from dating anybody else. Right. Yeah. Well, I liked it. Uh, it was a nice surprise. I, yeah. I, I, I think I'll probably, if we're judging like which arcs are the best and ranking them, that will probably be the the last one, just because there wasn't um, like there wasn't much to it. But if 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 there did, like if if they if there was more to it, then could it be better? But well, yeah, it was just a, it was just an OVA though. It's probably brought about because of the people complaining, like who was the girl that stood up? up? Why did she do it and all that? And people right? Were probably yeah, freaking yeah. out or something. That's what I felt. Like I felt it was just like almost like a fan service episode in a way. Mm-hmm. Not not fan service as we we normally use the term for it, but just not edgy. Yeah, yeah, not edgy, but. Here's I mean, what I want, guys. Can apply yeah. to like anything, really, that like yeah. the fans want to see. Uh, I'm glad we got it. Yeah. Same. All right, so um, yeah, I guess we'll move on to the the last arc of the uh, well, the second special arc thing, which yeah. the yeah yeah <laughs> the the name of this one terrified me when I first saw it. I remember that. I think somebody else mentioned that earlier today too. Like it scared them because it was. It's just straight up like Kimoto, which is little sister. It's like, no, not Siscon. God damn it. Yep. All right. For a moment, if, we're I, going, if we're going to bring up little sisters, I will once again reference Bakemonogatari. That's all. All right. Yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> well, it's if, more if you, Nisei Clecker. Yeah. Yeah. Shut that's it. Right. The damn toothbrush scene. You're the one You're the who one... brought it up. I don't want to hear exactly. it. Exactly. You keep freaking bringing out it you up. brought it up. You just I'm have only, a little sister fetish, don't you? I'm, no, I'm only bringing it up because there's a little sister in this one. There's a lot of little uh, sisters in anime. Yeah, more more than there should be. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's let's continue with the, the episode here. Uh I don't remember much about this one because I forgot to rewatch this one. So if somebody yeah. else wants to go ahead, nothing like nothing major really happens. That's that's the good part. Yeah, um, I also got scared, and I I consider not watching this because I'm tired of the whole like Siscon cliche thing as well. Because I feel like that's becoming very common, um, or has always been. I don't know. I just only started watching a lot of anime recently. I mean, a few years ago, but. It's it's cliche, it's repetitive, and it's I can't understand why it is a thing either. But thankfully, on this one, although there were a little like nods that that made you feel like something could happen in the end, 
it was straight up just a brother and sister, like a normal brother and sister story. So yeah, in the end, I kind of liked it. It was it it was useless to the story. It was really just fan service to whoever liked Mia, his sister. But it was fan service without really crossing much a lot of boundaries, which was fine for me. Yeah, because that that makes sense because like there there really was very very little like screen time for her, and she was actually a pretty interesting character. I actually liked her a lot yeah. as a character. Like, if she okay, I'll, let me just say this first because I'm not into the little sister shit. Like, if if I knew her and she wasn't my sister, I probably would talk to her and attempt to date her or something like that because she was just a interesting character. I like I liked her character a lot. She was she was funny. She was. Um, I liked how they kept showing her interacting with the other uh, two classmates of her from time to time. Mm-hmm. Something that was very hilarious, actually, just something that happened a little before this arc. When she is talking to both Nanami and Sai, who are the two freshmen that the, the main character pursues throughout the show. Do you mean Nanasaki? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I. Is it Nanasaki? Yeah, yes. Nanasaki I. Right. Okay. okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um Dan. <laughs> she's talking to to both of them and they I think they ask like, Oh, how is your brother like? And she says, Oh no, you you wouldn't like him. And I okay. But it was just funny seeing that and remembering that, well, he's actually dated both of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. So what uh so clicker, what 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 were your thoughts on the, the little sister one here? There was a crap, like, this arc referenced literally almost every single character that we saw up to this point. Like, literally, I pretty much saw everyone. Like, every every single girl, every single, like, character we saw was in this arc, which was baffling to me. Um, I really enjoy the whole, like... I I enjoyed Mia as a character. She was really cool because she was just a little sister worried about her brother. That's all she was. That's all she was. And when she thinks he's gay, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like that whole that whole scene where she's like it was I yeah, I cracked up during that entire scene. So it was I for how short it was, I really enjoyed Mia. Um, I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed Mia. It was a funny arc for the most part. And just to explain what Clicker, um, in case, just in case, like, CJ doesn't remember about the other characters showing up, she, Mia just basically goes around school following her brother and just seeing all the girls that he interacts with. So they're, they're, again, just like the episode before that, little scenes from the, the previous arcs are shown a lot of times. And it's funny because while she's, like, uh, like going after him and spying on him or whatever, she actually finds Risa, Risa doing the same thing, and oh, which I thought was kind I of hilarious. That. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That that ended up being pretty great. Yeah, the they. She also finds out that he's like a playboy because literally he's just hanging around with all these girls, and it's like, yep, I'm a playboy. Look at me with yeah. all these girls around my shoulder. Yeah, if anything, this would be the, uh, I guess the 
harem ending, depending on how long, like, if, if this arc was much longer or something. Right. Because he's just going around with all the girls and getting with them all or something, I don't know. Which I'm glad this this didn't actually have one of those, because that would have made me a little disappointed, because it would have been almost like a little bit of a cop-out and everything of just fan service. And it it focused on the the feelings and relationships of the individual girls themselves. Right. Which I guess leads into, um, yes, what a, what was everybody's overall, like, feelings of the anime now that we've actually finished it? Um, if you want to go ahead, uh, let's, let's get Clicker to go first, because he's not been talking much. Alright, um, I really liked the whole parallel universe thing in this, in this entire thing. Um, I'm always a huge fan of epilogues. Like, I, like... Dang it, they need to use epilogues more in series, but they don't for some reason. Um, and maybe probably because it's usually they cut off animes at like 24 episodes, so there's not much to do in epilogue. But I'm a huge fan of epilogues. So when there were these episodes that literally showed like this, just this short little epilogue, it really, uh, it made me happy seeing that because you got to see what was happening in the future. Which is actually probably why I'm excited for Amagami SS Plus, because it's literally just a series of epilogues, which is going to be cool if I ever get around to that. Um, yeah, I think they're, I think they're essentially two episode epilogues for each of the, each of yeah. the arts. That, that to me is going to be really cool. Um, so, in order of my favorites to my least favorites, we have Tsukasa. Um... Is it Nanasaki? Nanasaki, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. Well, I thought I thought you liked the first girl a lot. I do, but Nanasaki beat her. Yeah. Haruka is third. Haruka's like have... a close second for me. Yeah, Haruka's third. Then you have Ryoko. Then you have Karu. Then you have Sai, and that's that's the order of the girls. I don't Karu, count Risa like, that far down, really. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of Haruka. I I mean, Haruka. Well, no, no. Haruka's wait, third. She's yeah. third. Wait, wait get your shit together, Clicker. <laughs> Hush, Dan. Haruka is third, which is she's in the top three. She's not that far down. Haruka's well, yeah, uh, talking about you her at five. Oh, you're talking about Karu. Yeah, she was. She almost. She she's almost even with uh, Haruka for me. She's a very close third, which is funny because Haruka is a very close second. So they're all like those three are like very close. And the rest of them are kind of meh. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I just I just didn't get the same feeling I guess from Karu as everyone else did. Well, my opinion is that Sai and, and Sakurai were the kind of the weakest arcs in Sai mostly because of her character and just weird shit happening on her arc and Sakurai partially because he didn't get her for real and that kind of annoyed me a bit but just yeah. not a lot happened and then Tsukasa is my favorite as well all the other three Kaoru, Haruka and Narasaki I can't really decide on I feel like well the thing is most of the characters of the show are actually really cool so even the side characters you know the very secondary characters. A lot of, some of them I, I really liked as well. Yeah. So what about you, Roberto? What did you think of the series? And I guess since we're talking about who's who's best girl and everything, what's your favorite too? Sure. Um, I really liked the show. 
you know, it's definitely got something for everyone. Because, like, as you saw with us, we all have our lists. And we all each got to experience our preferred route, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. I also like that the show had the usual cliche pervy best friend that I don't think we <laughs> talked about once throughout this whole thing. Oh, yeah. He definitely deserves some props. Fucking Umehara. Yep. 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 Dude was awesome. <laughs> Just constantly giving him porn throughout the whole show. <laughs> yeah. Some of which he just, like, stole from his brother's, like, secret collection and shit. I, mean, I remember at one point he's like, oh, God, look at this. It's amazing. But you can't have it yet. I haven't got to use it yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, don't ruin my treasure, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they don't have the internet. <laughs> Alright, but I'd say... My list would go as go like this. Number one, Kaoru, then Nanasaki, then Haruka, then Ayatsuji, then uh, Rihoko, then Sai. Not surprised that Roberto's favorite is Kaoru. I, I still love how everybody's least favorite is Sai, because fuck that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> if her voice actor was better, she would be above Rihoko, but no. Yep. No, which just I guess I can go ahead and rattle off my full six because I haven't yet. Which is uh, Nanasaki, then Haruka, then forgot the name already. Great, Kaoru. Uh, Kaoru, yes. And then after that comes uh, Sukasa. Sukasa, yes. Then uh, Rihoko, then Sai. God, how did I forget two names that quick? That's terrible. But uh, <laughs> it's yes. fine. But the the first three were actually very close for me, though. Yeah, I mean, I like I say that list, but there's there's a lot of they're very close. It's hard yeah. for me to decide. It's like me trying to decide between Sinjohara, Shinobu, and Hanakawa. It's not easy. I take on, either we, one of them. Right. Well, but, regardless of each one of those you chose, you'll be totally wrong, because we all know that, obviously, the best character of Bakemonogatari is Kaiki Deshu. That's right. Oh, yeah. He is Kaiki, the best girl. Alright, my bad. <laughs> Kaiki is oh, best girl in Bakemonogatari. I forgot. He also has the best theme song. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. For yeah. those who haven't looked at, just look at Kaki's theme song, and then you'll be entertained for all and your life. And the best, the best fan service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually does like the fucking signature shaft uh, head flip or hair flip and everything. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like monologue on the bathroom when yes. he's naked. Oh, <laughs> uh, that. Yeah. That's that's about, about all we need to say about that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um Alright, I think uh I think we're pretty much wrapped up with that and we're we're a little bit short on time, so let's go ahead and move on to uh some of the other stuff here. Um so yeah, next we can just talk about uh real quick like other stuff we've been watching um this week. Uh I can go ahead and start off. I finally actually remembered to finish off Sword Art Online season two. Which the like last arc of that was amazing. By the way, it was so good. Like, I, I, uh, go I was just gonna say I really liked it as well. Was... I liked it too, but I didn't find myself caring too much about it until it was over. Mainly because that arc before it was just kind of boring and pointless. So I had already lost interest in the rest of the season, honestly. 
but in hindsight, it actually was pretty good. It was a very good arc, um, but it still lacked compared to the light novels, sadly. But it's that's 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 my bad for reading the light novels. But it was it was a good arc. It was very it was close to the light novels, but I'd say the light novels still had a leg up on it. Cause did you actually you read all of them? Okay. Yes, I read all of them. I was that interested in the series that I decided to read all of the sword art light light novels. You should so. send me, like, a link to wherever you read those, because I actually want to read them. Alright, I can do that. Wait, isn't that illegal? Shut up, Dan. <laughs> Dan! This is... This is why so, we're hosting this in Brazil, right? So, Dan, how, how, much, how much of the stuff you've been watching is actually licensed in Brazil? Can you tell me that? Huh? Wait, Crunchyroll... Is licensed in Brazil. Like we can actually legitimately use Crunchyroll in here, and they have Portuguese subtitles and all that. Is, everything is else SS on there. Everything else that is nope. not on Crunchyroll, I've been yeah. buying a ticket, buying a ticket to the United States every time. Purchasing <laughs> <them> <laughs> yeah, Best sure, Buy, and then coming back. Sure, Dan. Yeah, you know, know some of the stuff we've read and watched sure. isn't even licensed in the U.S., Dan. Of course, I know. That's why I had to go all the way to Japan to get them. Of course, because you, right, you can read and write Japan or Japanese. Yep, exactly. Uh, <laughs> read and write to Japan. Can, <laughs> you can afford a fifteen hundred dollar ticket there and back. Uh, Anyways. Alright, but um yeah, like I, I, I it was mainly just uh, for me the, the Mother Trajario arc is the 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 one that I did watch this week, so that's why I guess that sticks out in my mind more than the rest of the season. But um yeah, I loved the the characters and that and everything, and just it was it was very. It it brought back a lot of the, the the feelings that I had for the first season, where people actually were dying and stuff, and it yep. made it much more important, even though they weren't dying because of the uh, the nerve gear or anything like that. It it made it just that much more like holy shit, like this this means something now. They need to actually get shit done. Like it 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 impacted me a lot more than. The whole rest of the second season did really, right? Yeah, it made it, it real again. Yeah, which I mean, it, the the first half of the season did that too. But I I don't know. I got much more of a feeling out of the the Mother's Rosario arc. It added much more a sense of emergency, or much more like, oh crap, this is actually super serious. Like even in even in Gun Gale, it was not. It wasn't there still. But then they actually, like, uh, originally brought it back. Because, mm -hmm. like, you never... The thing the first season did uh, really well is they developed the characters, and then you'd have some sort of attachment to them. And, and then, then, fucking bam, bam bitch they just would died. kill it. They would kill them, and you'd feel terrible. And yeah. you'd be like, no! Why'd you like, do that? Like, oh my god, when fucking... In the first season, I think it was either the last episode or second to last. Fucking, or no. It was the last, I think it was the last episode of the first arc. Where fucking Asuna just gets like stabbed and like poofs away and everything. Oh my god, that fucking crushed me. Everyone. Like, I legitimately, all, like, I, I didn't start like bawling or anything, but I had some tears flow from that shit. That fucking <laughs> hurt. Everyone, everyone felt like that. And oh. even when... Kirito was about to die from poison or all this other shit. Everyone was like, "No, no!" Because yeah. there was that sense. There was that sense of urgency and like something bad was about to happen. Yeah. 
In Gun Gale, you didn't have an emotional attachment to everyone like the guy killed. It was just like, bang, that guy's dead, yeah. whatever. It wasn't, it wasn't, there. it wasn't there. Um, however, they brought it back in the Mother Rosari arc, so. Which is kind of funny, because like I said, it didn't even matter with like what happened in the game. They were going to be, they were either going to live or they were going to die at that exact moment, and the game didn't matter, which is, like, yeah, somehow they brought it back even though it wasn't killing them they they did bring back that that sense of urgency like you said it it impacted me a lot more than the rest of the second season yep which is which is cool that they actually got it back in there so that's that's what i was happy i was kind of happy to see that so going from one online mmo anime to another one i've been watching and catching up with is log horizon season two Oh, um, I should not be listening to this because I don't want this spoiled. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just going to say, CJ, you need to watch. That's all. I'm, I'm waiting till it fucking builds up enough where I, I have like a whole arc to watch. Because this one's so good, it pisses me off when it's like, God damn it, I need to have that one fucking episode now. Uh, yep. But it... I'm assuming you're talking about stuff happens with Akatsuki, so that makes me kind of want to watch more, because I know how much me and you both love Akatsuki. Akatsuki! Which, for those she's... who don't know, I actually named my, my gaming desktop Akatsuki and she's have her as the background. so adorable! Oh, man, Anyways. what a commitment. <laughs> yes. Never done this before, Dan. It's that, it's, it's that much of a commitment. And I, ha- I have literally had, I think, five or six different backgrounds on this computer, all of which have been her. Like, I just swap it out for a new version of her whenever I want to change. Alright. I think all like, my computers have always been called Dan. <laughs> of course, Dan. Just the three mom. letters. Dan. Well, should I watch this? Log Horizon? Yes. Yes, yes you should. should if you don't, it will be in the next round of uh, stuff it that we, we elect. Definitely watch. will. I can try starting that next week. Yeah, especially if we do what we're talking, kind of talking about before is going a little slower on the next one, then that means I could probably catch up to that in a few weeks. What's well, the whole but reason we'll we're going slower, Dan? Is exactly, to catch exactly. Up a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, maybe I wouldn't necessarily do Lock Horizon, but yeah, if you guys think it's the, it's if, it's... You, guys, if you guys are really wanting to discuss it now, I surely want to be part of the discussion next week. So oh, yeah, Dan, we're, we're, we're talking about the weeks, second so. season, Dan. Like, we're, yeah, we're talking, we're talking second season. This is like you need to re- watch an entire twenty-four episodes and then watch another like entire twenty-four episodes. All right, it's... so whatever. <laughs> but um, you definitely should check t- check it out, Dan, because it's it what everyone wanted Sword Art to be, which is focusing more on the MMO aspect of the actual anime, is what Log Horizon is. Well, no, no, I'm, so, wait, wait, I'm wait, one wait, of the wait. few people that didn't want Sword Art to be that. I I'm with CJ on this. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Sword Art has that drama and it's awesome. I'm not denying that. But I'm saying some people wanted that, wanted it to just be MMO based. And that's what Log Horizon is. Yeah. Log Horizon is that and it's really cool. They do it in a really cool way. And it feels like an MMO because of how how many people they introduce to you like they just don't stop it's constant influx of you're meeting new people you're constantly growing as a group and it's it right. feels like an mmo which is really good and you should definitely check it out mm-hmm. i'll take that to bring back just sword on a line a bit because i want to just have him uh 
before. Um, Sword Art Online, especially the second season, is kind of an okay series for me. And I know you guys like it very much. But I feel like for every cool thing that they do, they just... There's just so much that I don't really care for. And the second season kind of summed up, kind of summed up that feeling very well because I also, like CJ, really liked the last arc of the season. And I thought it was really cool how they brought back some real talk to the table on the show. For a while, we were just inside a game. Like, they were just inside a game, just playing the game for a few episodes. And I had absolutely no interest in that. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I am playing a game, I just want to feel... Like, I want to feel totally immersed in the experience to the point where I kind of forget that it is a game. And when a show is all the time about a game and they're just talking about the game all the time, it, it, it feels boring to me. And those episodes where they were seriously just like making, uh, like making quests in the game that mattered for nothing in their real lives, that, that was really boring to watch and I almost considered dropping the show by that point I just didn't because I knew like you know it's swear on a line and everybody wants to discuss it and, and I, I feel like it's always worth the discussion at least and the art after that made it all worth it because it was very interesting yeah there there is one thing I'll go ahead and say about Log Horizon Dan is uh <clears throat> it, it kind of does what you were just saying you didn't like about sword art but it does it in a different way where because like Log Horizon, they they end up having something similar because it's a virtual MMO and everything, but they actually have it to the point where they have, they have something similar to Sword Art where they're actually stuck in it and they can't log out, but right. they kind of just forget about it. And really, it's it's just a way for them to explain why they're in this world and everything. So you kind of forget that they're even playing a game most of the time. It's just, um, it's it's kind of almost like a mechanism to explain that they're in this world now instead of, like, right. a real world. That so would help, yeah. Things. So, um, like, then, even though, that is fine, yeah. even though, yes, it is going to do some of the stuff you're talking about you didn't like, they do it in a very different way than Sword Art. Right. Like, they, I, th- I think you'll enjoy it a lot, even though it is a lot like that. I think Dan would enjoy the interactions between all the different characters. Um, Fucking just Natsuko and Akatsuki together are amazing. Yep. That's a really good one, and just the main the main character and how he interacts with people and his thought process is really cool. So, right. Um, in Sword Art Online's case, I mean, I like all the characters. I actually feel like they have some of the coolest characters out there. I love Shino, for example. I I actually really like the first uh the first part of the second season, mostly because of of her, but. Sometimes I feel like they don't handle their own characters properly because I hate when... See, I hate the way that they introduce a character and they they develop it very well and get us caring about it. And then they kind of just fade into the background and stop mattering anymore. Like, the way Shino pretty much disappeared from the story after that arc kind of annoyed me a little bit because she was my favorite character of the show probably. Yeah. But anyway, just bashing on Sword on Online a little bit. <laughs> All right, so uh, you're gonna get us killed, Dan. You're gonna get us killed. <laughs> no, he, he would have gotten us killed already if he if uh, I think it was Dragon Ball Z. He said he hated. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. All right, so um, Roberto, what what have you been watching or reading this week? If you have been really, so I've been checking this one out called Death Parade. It's part of the new season of anime. 
And for for me, I think it had the most potential to be the most interesting. But at the same time, I was worried it was going to be too episodic and just bland. And what the story is about, there's this bar where people, two people show up, usually a couple, and they don't realize that they died. And then they're told to play this game and they have to put their lives on the line. And at the end of the game, the winner gets reincarnated and the loser gets sent into the void. Huh. And throughout the episode, they start to pick up their memories about what happened. And so slowly but surely, they learn that they passed away and that hmm. this is their judgment. Wait, did you just spoil the ending? No, it's different every episode. Oh, oh okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Which I was going to say, the series hasn't gone long enough for there to be an ending. No. And it just started. All right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. I just, I just missed that part. I thought, he, I thought he was talking about the overall plot of the show and not just what happens every episode in the cycle. I, I missed that. No, no, it's purely episodic at the moment. I'm hoping that there's a, a bigger story to this because there's several members who live inside this bar, this afterlife bar. Nice. That that actually sounds pretty interesting. I might have to take a look at that. Yeah, I'd recommend it. Alright, cool. So, um, yeah, I think we pretty much hit on uh, everybody's what they've been watching. Except, uh, Dan, did I ask you? Well, I'm not really... I, I didn't really watch anything except for MGME SS last week, but... Okay. I should be looking into starting something next week. Alright. So, um, yeah, let's go and move on to the the last topic of the day here, one that's going to be quite interesting, most likely, which is, uh, what's a, I, I believe everybody should be prepared, but what's a, a guilty pleasure that you guys have, like a, a show that, huh. uh, you like to watch every now and then, but you don't really want people to know you watch, or it could be a manga as well, either one, but, uh, you can have a couple as well, but, uh, like, what's one that's just like, man, this is kind of embarrassing and a little against my character, but god, it's so good, I have to keep watching it. Wait, if if we don't want people to know, why are we gonna say it here, where everybody can listen to? It? Because it's funny, Dan. <laughs> because uh, Dan, once you make a podcast, your personal life is no longer personal. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I guess I guess to, I'll, I'll go ahead and start off and take a plunge into the deep end here. So, um, one of mine that is one that I I go back and read every now and then, which uh, it, it's a little embarrassing. It's pretty much just almost straight up hentai it's it's not it doesn't show like the fucking penetration and shit but it's it comes very close but um it's it's called uh kimi wa midera na boku no jo which the english can, name uh, can you spell that it's no i i'm not gonna do that it's gonna take a while Dan. but they, they you can just look at it by the english name which is uh you are dirty my queen like if you search for that in my anime list it'll <laughs> pop up like that but um, this one's like the, just the premise of it made it interesting, and um, just one of the characters made it just way more interesting than I thought it would be as well. Is uh, the premise is pretty much there are these two characters, like the the main guy and girl, who uh, the the guy like the girl's rich and she goes to this rich school and everything, and the guy had to work his ass off and get like pretty much like the best scholarship for that school to even make it there. And then when he finally actually gets to talk to her, because they were like childhood friends and he fucking loved her and everything, when he finally gets to talk to her, she's a complete bitch to him. Doesn't want to talk to him, leaves him, like, just pretty much tells him to fuck off. But you find out later that, like, she ends up actually liking him, and they end up having their rooms joined together by this god. Where, what? <laughs> yeah, it's because they're in dorms and everything, they're, they pretty much, like, 
if you go through the the door of into the bedroom of one, it takes you to the bedroom of the other. So like half of each dorm is missing. They're just connected by like a portal almost. But you, it's weird. But um, the thing that makes it interesting is the they both pretty much wish to this to like the god and everything. But the the main contractor, one of them's just like a co-signer almost. But the main contractor has a thing where they get their uh, self-control taken away for once a day for an hour, which the main contractor actually ended up being the girl. So that's how it kind of shows that, yeah, she fucking loves him and, like, is crazy about him. But whenever she loses that uh, control one hour a day, what actually happens is she literally loses self-control where, like, her inner desires come out to the point where she... uh, (laughs) She she comes on to him like crazy, pretty much just wants to like suck him off and like fuck him and everything like crazy. And it's it's kind of funny. And you end up seeing later on, she actually opens up a little bit and you see that she's like super kinky and like horny all the time. And it's, I'm not saying I watched this be- just because of that, <laughs> but it was actually very entertaining. But well that's because... that's the reason you went back to it, right? <laughs> I, I'm not going to say yes. <laughs> Right. Because it is an interesting read too. So did you when you went back to <laughs> anyway, it? Did you read it all or just like the beginning, the middle, and the end? I usually read it all because it's actually okay, right. it, it's a decent length, um, and it's just one that's interesting to read. I think it's like ten or fifteen chapters, something like that, maybe a little bit more. But it, it, it's actually pretty interesting. I enjoyed it. But like every now and then, I, I do go back and just read it, and it's it's good. Wait, you said two hundred fifteen chapters? No, ten to fifteen. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Anyway. That's fine. Moving on. That's, let's. That's, that's solid. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask you a few things later. Get, get, get the get the name okay. again. Okay. Okay. Actually, I'll be. Well, I've given you the so. name before. Yeah. I'll, I'll. I'll just go back and listen to it. I feel tough. Yeah. So um. Anyway, let's. Let's see who's who's the next victim. Let's go and go with you, Dan. Me? Why not Cracker? Yeah. Cracker's the innocent one. I want to see what kind of. Cracker's <laughs> gonna be the most entertaining. That's why we're saving him for last. Oh, okay. So we'll just get Dan off the way waiting here for now. Just. We can get you quicker, right? So mine, I think I would say Bigata Echike. That's that's the way it's pronounced, Roberto? You yeah. know that one, right? Okay. Yeah, I do. So this is an anime show, and it's basically, it's very short, it's 12 episodes, and it's the story of this 15-year-old girl who just entered high school, and she basically has an objective to achieve. Uh, to her high school Aww. life. And her objective is that she wants to fuck a hundred guys before she graduates. I, I remember reading about me. this one. Yep. I have not read it yet. I remember looking up, like, the, the things about it. I'm assuming I, I know why you go back to it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, actually, actually, there, there are not a lot of... Like, there, there isn't as much borderline hentai stuff as you would expect. And it's actually a very funny show. Um, and the, the hilarious thing is that he got this main character, who's a girl, and she's a big pervert. And, and she's just thinking about sex all the time. But at the same time, she's actually very shy and inexperienced. So, whenever whenever she actually may have the opportunity to do it, like, she, she gets all nervous and stuff and then just leaves. <laughs> um... <laughs> So there's an interesting dynamic of the way she thinks and the way she wants to act and the way she actually acts. And then you got also your main guy, protagonist, who's just the usual, like, just the very usual shy dude who doesn't talk to anybody pretty much and just, like, does nothing. Like, he's, he's pretty much the average guy. And they actually play around with that joke a lot of times during the show. 
that he's just an average guy that probably no girl would normally be interested in. But that's why she is interested in him. Because by looking at his face, she knows for sure he's a virgin. And she tells him. <laughs> she tells him that as soon as, you, as, soon as she meets him. That, that's mm-hmm. why it's, it's, there's just like so many funny moments on this one. And, you know, they start dating and they keep trying to have sex and failing at it. It's just funny to see like this girl who like her like her lifetime goal was to fuck a hundred guys or not a lifetime goal but like her biggest goal in high school was to fuck a hundred guys and she can't even like get through the first one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, th- this is a very hilarious show, so that would be my pick. And yeah, I've watched it like three times at least, I think. Yeah. All right, um, Roberto, if you want to go ahead with yours, sure. I'm assuming. I, at, at this point, I'm assuming everybody's going to pick one that's, like, some type of hentai type of thing. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's that seems like the way it's going so far. I could pick an actual hentai as well. But no, <laughs> we'll save that for we're later. not doing that. Let's actually, know. I don't think my pick is going to be that bad. Oh, okay. So my pick is actually Yudu Yudi. And Ooh, if you... I expected that. Oh, okay. So, before I even watched it, the description kind of was, it's like a Yuri show like lesbian romance type of thing with middle school girls and I was like oh boy I don't want to get put on the list for this one <laughs> but for whatever reason I watched it and it was hilarious as shit because it mainly pokes fun at the genre more than actually being fan servicey and over dramatic about things well it is over dramatic but that's that's besides the point well for and, the comedy aspect yeah but it's like super moe really pink cutesy kind of girl things that's why i couldn't watch it man i i don't like moe super like cutesy shit it's just like i want to stab myself right now <laughs> but i enjoyed i really enjoyed it i enjoyed and, the hell out of you dude as well i thought about being that one <laughs> I'll, I'll probably give it another chance at one point but i i don't know it gets better as it as it goes along yeah. in my opinion at least and uh they're actually like there are actually a bunch of side characters on that one who are really nice, who are really cool. Mm. That that's part of the the funny like one one of the recurring jokes of the show. And if you want to, if you want to go go deeper on that, Roberta, but just I was just gonna say that Akari is the the main character, but she's not really yeah. the main character. No, so many running jokes in this show. Yeah, like so supposedly the main character. Uh, never really shows up or does anything very important to the plot, so they keep making fun of her because she's the main character, but she doesn't really do anything. It's, it's almost like self-aware at that point in some in some parts. So, okay. And then Kyoko just kind of steals the show the whole yep. time. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, time for the the moment of truth here. Let's see what Klecker picked because I have for a. Uh, no reason at all. A slight in, uh, inclination him. He may not quite be as innocent as we thought. <laughs> Maybe. I'm excited I, for this. I'm going to request what Roberto thought I was going to pick. Oh. So, Roberto, what do you think my my uh, guilty pleasure is? I actually didn't have anything in mind. I just figured it was something dirty. Well, I hope I'm right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come on. Uh, okay, hang on. Hold on. So, I have several guilty pleasures. Some are severe, some are non-severe. 
I want to hear the worst. The worst? Yes. Yeah. I don't want to give that information away. I give lose my. Come on, Doing Clacker. I lose my. Doing Clacker. Alright. Fine. My guilty pleasure that I'm probably the most guilty about would probably be a series called Nozaki Ana. Yes. Also known as Peephole. Awesome. So you did I'm get into so that. I'm so glad one. I was right. So, um, pretty much what this series is about is that this guy moves into this new apartment and his neighbor is super into peeping. She's the biggest peeping Tom you what? could ever meet. <laughs> Wait, what? She is the biggest peeping Tom you could ever meet. Ever. Period. Wait That's... a second. Wait, wait. Remember, I'm, I'm, I'm a foreigner guy, all right? I'm from Brazil. When you say okay. peeping, you actually mean, like, urinating? No. No. Not no. Peeping. Oh, peeping. Peeping. Oh, okay, like, no. I'm spying I'm on you, Dan. Dan! I'm sorry about it. <laughs> if, if somebody were peeping on you, Dan, it'd pretty much be like, if you're in the shower, someone's, like, looking through the curtains and trying to look at your dick or something like that. Oh, okay. That's okay, essentially what it. peeping is. Oh, alright. <laughs> yeah. So, you got me scared here for a minute. <laughs> but this, this is actually, um, it, it, I believe it was in the last episode I talked about this a little bit, this this exact manga. and uh, No, I remember yeah. you talked about it. I just I just didn't get the peeping yeah. part. And, uh, whatever. I, I am so glad. Have you actually read it all the way through, Clicker? I have read it all the way through, more than once. That so, it is, it is a really good series because... Um, the main character at first, he despises her so much. He just, he hates her and hates her and hates her. But then as the series goes on, he, I want to say he slowly understands her madness. There's, there's a, there's a, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a uh, method to her madness. There is some logic behind it. Um, and he eventually starts to feel for this girl who literally just peeps on him all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, well, it's not it's, every day. They take turns. Yeah. They take oh. turns. Yeah. This is getting they, interesting. They take turns. They don't spoil on the ending. I'm not spoiling the ending. They take turns, but it's it's interesting because origi- like the main character actually gets a girlfriend. And... As this develops, other things happen, and it's just, it's really good as it develops, and it is very much a hentai-type thing, but... It's borderline. It's... Yeah. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. (laughs) Um, There's only one slant away. (laughs) Yeah, Dan, this is, this is one that I, I have, uh, recommended you a couple times. It's actually, it's actually, I believe it's, like, my second or third favorite manga, because it's actually just... It's it's such a good story. Like, right. it's I remember the name. I remember that you you and Roberto were talking about it the other day. I just couldn't remember what it was about. And then as soon as Clacker started describing it, I just had this weird like this wrong translation in my mind. <laughs> I pictured something way more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, quit thinking I'm worse than I actually am. I'm actually pretty <laughs> innocent. Okay. I okay. read this for the story, sure. not for the actual sure. ending. Roberto, yeah. no, I read it for the story. <laughs> sure, you say that. Because I, I wouldn't Anyways. be surprised if there was a manga actually about P. <laughs> but Dan, I wouldn't put it past the Japanese. There was actually, <laughs> actually, in Amagami SS, there was, uh, 
I'm pretty sure it was uh, Sukasa that got peed on. It was a oh, dog, yeah. but yeah, that's... But it, was, it was by a dog. I didn't see that so as being fan service. Still, that's no, still no, being that peed on. Not even right. close, Clegg. Yeah, not Gregor, even close. Gregor. If you want to see some legit being fan service, watch Pump No, no, no. <laughs> I am good, Dan. I am good. Wait, I... which one did right. you say, Dan? All right, on, on this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, no, okay, on, on this note, I'm, I'm going to cut this off before this gets too bad. <laughs> so, um... See what I'm going through, guys? They're trying yeah. to corrupt my mind, and it's I'm... not that good. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, we actually ran a little bit long today, so... More work for me when I'm editing. <laughs> yeah. But, whatever. So, yeah, um... So that's, uh... I guess that concludes our conversation for the day, but, uh... For next week, what we're actually going to be watching, because um, I can actually go ahead, because I remembered this time, I'm actually going to tell what we're going to be watching in the coming weeks as well. But um, for the next, I think, three weeks, we're going to be doing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and uh, we're doing episodes one through nine for next week. Then, um, after we conclude with uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, we're going to be doing uh, Bakuman and Saber Marionette, which... Saber Marionette's actually one that we just randomly picked out of ones that none of us have seen because we felt like throwing a a wild card in there. So we'll see we'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah. So next week we're doing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um. Uh. Once again, I'm I'm CJ, the host here. I guess you can find me anywhere on the interwebs. Typically, is Boom Coffee. Like I have a Twitter and all that stuff, but I don't ever update anything. So don't expect much from me. But um. <laughs> We'll get everybody else to tell where you, like who they are and where you can find them on all that. We'll go ahead and start with uh, Roberto here. Same as usual, RJR2992. Alright. I'm Aaron, I'm Innocent, and you can find me at Oclecker on Twitter. Fake Innocent. He's your new name. Yeah. <laughs> He's he hides not so it. Innocent. I'm, I'm he hides innocent. It. I'm completely innocent. They just think I'm not. Dude, you watch Nzokiana. That's that's. That I know. Dude, you were thirteen once. <laughs> no. Anyway, anyway, Dan. If you Wait, Clacker isn't thirteen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, go ahead with your whole spiel here, because you take the longest out of us. Oh, I do. All right, yeah. I'm at Lima Daniel M on Twitter, and I'm at Daniel M Lima on my animal list. Go ahead. Okay, okay, Dan. Oh, no, okay, no. Wait, slow wait. Slow down. This is actually gonna <laughs> screw up the, the sound later, so. Follow me on Twitter at LimaDanielM. I usually post about movies that I've been watching and anime and games and a few other things. And I, I just want to give a quick note here, CJ. Uh, if you found this on iTunes and you're listening to this on iTunes, please give, uh, leave us a review if you liked it, if you loved it, if you hated it, whatever. Just leave us a review because that helps for the, the podcast to, to be viewed by more people in the future. So that's oh, yeah, it. Another, another thing that'll actually help us a lot because... We're we're still new at this. We're I, I am sure we're fucking terrible at this. So any <laughs> feedback, good or bad, would be excellent because yep. we could um like there we're probably gonna be a few episodes out before we actually or a few episodes recorded before we actually get some stuff out and everything. But uh like or before we can even see reviews or whatever. But any any type of feedback would be great. But uh because we we want to make this better. But we're probably still gonna do stupid random shit. So yep. don't expect us to go super professional and everything. It will keep pseudo random, but it will be yeah. better pseudo random in the future, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, yeah. Thanks a lot, everybody who listened, which is probably gonna be like three people, but whatever. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, thanks a lot. This has been the Pseudo Random Podcast, and yeah, we'll uh, I guess we'll send out another one next week and everything. So look out for that. We'll be talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure episodes one through nine. Sure. All right. See you next week, guys. Yep. See you next week. <laughs>